0: generosity path podcast a space for global conversations with people from different walks of life about the impact generosity has had on them it's a place of inspiration encouragement and hopefully joy as we hear about the transforming power and potential of generosity to change the world My name is Lucy Macdonald, and I am the operations director for Generosity Path. And today, I am delighted to be joined on a video call uh, with Fiona Stewart. Hi, Fiona. Hi, Lucy. It's good to talk
1: to you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, you're looking well. The last time we met, we were in Glasgow. You were about to go on retreat, I think.
0: Yes. Or yes, we were going on a team retreat, and we managed to have lunch together um, beforehand. And. Uh, yeah, I got to see some of Glasgow. My first time in Glasgow, so a beautiful city. Not your last. I think. <laughs> Not my last, I'll definitely <laughs> be back. Um, for our listeners who don't know you, I'm just going to um, tell them a little bit more about you. So Fiona Stewart is a writer, performer and creative consultant based in Glasgow. She is the founder and creative director of Foolproof Creative Arts. Fiona is a regular Thought for the Day contributor on BBC Radio Scotland and an occasional contributor to the other BBC radio and television output. She hosts a number of podcasts, including The Outspoken Bible for Scottish Bible Society, Foolproof Bites, and Hollow and Substantial, an intergenerational conversation with a millennial friend. She is also a spoken word poet and can often be found performing at conferences and events. She is a member of Adelaide Place Baptist Church, where she serves on the core leadership team and leads a missional community in the east end of the city. She loves open water swimming, good stories, and going out for brunch. Wow, quite quite the bio. You know? <laughs> Sounds ridiculous! This, this is like a ridiculous amount of time. <laughs> Not at all. My first question is: for brunch, do we get is it a sweet brunch, savoury brunch? An, always a poached egg, Lucy. Ah, very nice.
1: It could be it could be in you know lots of different forms of that, but oh, often a poached egg. <laughs> Love it. Mostly because they're quite difficult to make, so that's why I like having them when I'm out because somebody yeah. else probably makes them better than I do.
0: I totally agree. They are so so difficult to make. <laughs> An art form. Um, Fiona, you and I first met. Um, I think it was back in the spring when I facilitated a journey of generosity retreat that you came on, um, and yeah, it was just wonderful to meet you. And I had the sense when we spoke that um, we it wouldn't be the last time that we saw each other Um, and since then you've gone on to be pretty involved with us at generosity path so again thank you for joining us on this podcast and we're so excited to hear a bit more about you and um, what you get up to in your day-to-day life um first off can you tell us about a significant experience of generosity that you've received or witnessed that has gone on to shape how you yourself engage in generosity.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. It's interesting because obviously I've been, you've sent me the questions in advance. And I always have the, for somebody who who is a professional storyteller, I, I find it I, I, when I'm confronted with a question like that, I think, oh, I don't have any stories. <laughs> I don't, can't think of anything. And what came to mind, I've actually got two things, and mm. they are both specific but also general. One is... Um, Try to keep it anonymous, but but a, a friend and an older friend of, of mine who I've known for a long time actually since I was a, a youth worker, which is what I did before before I did what I do now, um, and, and she very generously sent me money. And and it was at a particular point when I, well, so I suspect this will come out as we talk, but when you're in the kind of industry that I'm in, although it sounds super glamorous and yeah. you know, busy when you read that bio, actually a lot of the time there's a lot of hand-to-mouth existence mm-hmm. and looking yeah. for the next bit of work and lack of security. And I and I was at a particular point where it was it was difficult financially. Um, and this individual sent me a, a check. I think it I think it was probably um after the, the death of her mother, uh and it was a significant sum of money, and and was what I, th- I guess God knew I needed at that wow. point. And it was very much there was a generosity of spirit in that it was given with very clear instructions that I was to do what I wanted with it. Oh, so you know, is that <laughs> lovely? Uh, this is not for something in particular. Yeah. There was there was a sense of maybe you might want to use it for some some training or something. To but but that that's that's up to you. So, and and that's wonderful and and actually it, i've had a number of experiences like that over the course of my life where and it, and often it has been when it's been difficult mm. there's been provision mm. um but i think there's a bit of a danger that, that when when you ask me to think of a story that's what i think of is is a is a super dramatic story like that and the other story i was thinking of was was of a lady who when i was growing up um i was part of a church of scotland in mm. edinburgh and i guess Oh, it's difficult, isn't it, when you think about your testimony? But but I guess I was I was churchy, but maybe didn't have a faith that was real to me. Um but this this woman started up a youth group in her home. And at the time, you know, you just sort of accept things. <laughs> but but I think about it going right to her eyes. We would go around every Sunday night and what a ragtag bunch of people. We we were kind of interested in the Bible study stuff, but we quite liked just hanging out in somebody else's house and you know, provided good food. And and I, I look back and I think uh, 13, 14, 15. We would sit there till all hours of the night. And she was so patient with us. She had she had been widowed, really yeah. very young, had young children. So we you know, we're kind of around the, the her family as well. And I guess there was there was a reciprocal thing about that. Um, but I look back on her generosity of spirit uh, to me as a mm. teenager who was probably really annoying. I,
0: I mean I know I was annoying. <laughs> I'm sure you weren't.
1: <laughs> well, you say that, you're very kind. Uh, do you know, I was very opinionated, <laughs> probably still am. Um, i i didn't i didn't really know jesus so i i you know I, I had quite a lot of arrogance about me at that stage in life and yet she was so week by week hospitable mm. and kind and generous and kind i think not only with you know our home and so on but but with her time for us she really invested time in us as a group of people we're you know we're still in touch and, and um She's been she was a very significant figure, particularly in that that stage of, of coming to know Jesus. And so, so I suppose my, my contrast of those two stories is that there are those moments out there where generosity is something dramatic and big and huge. But there are also, I think, stories for all of us of, of the steadiness of people's generosity. And it it's not necessarily about money. It, mm. it can be about somebody's time. It can be about that hospitality.
0: Love it. So obviously we have heard from your bio that you are um, deeply entrenched in the arts um, and creativity. Jack so, of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in terms of creativity, can you tell me how that connects or intersects with generosity to form a unique passion of yours?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I, I was reflecting on this because I, th- I think creativity and generosity, they are they are closely linked, in as much as anything, anything I I write or perform or do, I, I'm very conscious of that connection with God as a creator and and my heavenly Father who who enables me and 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 resources me to do that. you know, gives me the ideas, gives me the um, the strength often to to do what I'm asked to do, and that to me is a reflection of God's generosity of spirit. So so in as much as I'm able to do anything. it's because of the generosity of my Heavenly Father, who is the ultimate creator, um, who enables me to do that. And and I think there's something about bounty in all of this, isn't there? That creativity is a sort of explosive thing. It's a a bountiful thing. It's about colour and and light and and joy and and, um, sometimes about darkness, but it's about exploring the depths of the darkness in order to, to find truth for people and i think generosity is like that as well isn't it, it it's an expansive thing it's a bountiful thing um and it's Absolutely. it's that old story isn't it that the the more you the more you give the more god gives back to you yeah. I, I was really struck by that this, this is slightly silly example I was struck by that this is summer so I, i've got a little patch of garden outside my flat and i guess the pandemic and being at home more has made me more interested in my garden and i've been growing sweet peas which are a lovely scented flower and the, the beauty of the sweet pea i've been thinking about this a lot this summer, Beauty of the sweet pea is that the more you pick, the more will grow. And and I think I think generosity, creativity, love is like that. The mm-hmm. more you give away your creative ideas, the more you 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 act in generosity towards other people, I think the more that is grown in you. That makes sense. That yeah, there's a multiplication happening. So so yeah, so so in answer to the question, I think I think creativity, which is my kind of field, it it's very closely interwoven with with generosity. Um, I, I, and I guess I have a choice as a creative, or as a as a, a, a disciple, to, about how much I choose to give away. Yes, yeah. So, so I think the best creative pieces I produce are when I really delve deep into myself and and really seek God for something. So it it's not just an easy easy thing that's turned out. And I think it's maybe the same to some extent with generosity, isn't it? Yeah. That the more, it, to some extent, the more it costs me to give. I think the deeper the the benefit that comes back.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I mm. I, I think you're spot on. And there's definitely some research that talks about um, me as a giver and how actually when I'm actually giving, um, I benefit more than the receiver in terms mm. of endorphins. Um, so mm. um, I'm completely butchering that. But um, yeah. That's so interesting,
1: isn't it? That's so interesting. Mm. And it's not to say, you know, because you could, you could slip into a kind of prosperity mindset there of, well, I have to give away in order to receive. Mm. That's not what that is at all. No. That's not what you're describing there. What mm. you're describing there is, you know, as we do it, something happens in yeah. us as human beings um, because we're, we're designed to, to live that way.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so in terms of generosity, what are some of the hardest things and some of the most rewarding things you've experienced? When you've yeah. engaged in generosity,
1: so I think um, certainly in terms of my time, in terms of my expertise, I've I've always had quite a strong sense that I don't want to hoard that and keep mm-hmm. that to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in terms of my things, I think I'm, I'm quite generous. So I remember the, when I first got a car, I remember quite specifically praying, Lord, I, I will always give somebody a lift if they need a lift. Oh, wow. If, you know, if that's if that's possible.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, this car is yours, it's not mine. So I, th- I think I've always had quite a healthy, healthily generous relationship with, with things. I think when it comes to money, I've really struggled mm. with that because I've not always had a lot of money yeah. and I've often... I guess being surrounded maybe by people who have more money than I do, mm-hmm. and there's a pride thing comes into that. So you don't want to be the person who doesn't pay their share when you go out for a meal, and yeah, you don't just want to order a soda water. I know, or just the water.
0: You
1: don't want to pay don't they? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I, I think uh, some of the, the the things I've found difficult about that have been reconciling. How do I live with? Is, is generosity just for the wealthy? Mm-hmm. Or or is it for the likes of me? Um, that was I think that's been a, a a big question. That's been a hard thing for me around it. Um, and there's a
0: scarcity mindset you know, I think I'm reminded of the words that God says to me a lot of the time when I worry about giving, which is just that there will always be enough mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and i and I do trust him and and sometimes it's really hard to give when you feel he's giving He's asking mm-hmm. you to give, but actually looking back if if you look at history I'm like oh he's never let me down um so why would he this time I know
1: I I do think also I mean I don't know if this is a uniquely British thing but I I think we are funny about money in the UK um maybe it's not a uniquely British thing but I, I think we we don't talk about it so going back to the you know going out for a meal and 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 being the one who orders the tap water we're embarrassed to, to talk about money yeah. we're embarrassed to talk yeah. about the reality of that and i, I feel quite strongly about we mentioned at the beginning one of the podcasts that i do which is with a friend of mine and we, we've we've covered money as a topic um and and both said that you know people who are working in the arts people who are working in often in christian ministry actually um to be honest about the fact that 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 can be a struggle for people it's, it's actually really important to talk about it too
0: Absolutely. And I, I I think you're right that it is something that Brits struggle with. But I do think globally, it's just something that it's just this sort of taboo subject that yeah. we don't ask people, you know, how much they give or how much they earn. And, you know, good reason for not asking how much people earn. But I think, yeah, there is this dialogue of just silence in terms of it. And that's, I think that's what's so exciting about Generosity Path and the retreats that we do, that it's opening up the conversation in a non-threatening way, you know, we don't ask for money. Um, it genuinely is like, let's, you know, let's go on this journey and hopefully have this transformational heart experience where where we listen to what God's saying about it. Mm. Um, mm. That segues nicely into um, my next question, which is, so we now have our, an online retreat, which people can do um where you host it yourself, but we've got these beautiful pre-recorded facilitator videos. Um, Fiona is one of our excellent facilitators. Along, I hope they are beautiful. I've not seen them. Oh, no, they are. They are. I've seen them numerous times and I'm, you know, every time they get more beautiful. So um, trust me. Um, so and, and if anyone wants to, anyone listening would like to... Um, look at doing or hosting one of our retreats, do pop onto our website and go to the retreat section. Um but Fiona, so having hosted the jog facilitation videos, um has that experience changed anything about the way you now speak about generosity? Because obviously you're you and Les um talk us through the retreat, you comment on the videos that we watch. Um yeah so so has that changed um yeah how you speak about it?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it really has. It really has. And and I'm not just saying this because, you know, this is a generosity <laughs> podcast. It feels like the right thing to say. I, I think I would take a step back from even from Les and I hosting um, right back to that first jog that you hosted with us actually as being the significant change point for me so I think I you know I knew basically we were put through the journey of generosity because we were going to be hosting this so if I'm totally honest I think there was part of me thought right I'll just you know you go and you do this (laughs) for a few hours and and this like nice person from London Lucy will talk you through it and that'll be fine and I'll you know I'll learn how to do the script and then I'll write the script so it was it was quite functional and and work focused I was I was actually quite surprised at how impacted i was with going through the journey of generosity myself partly because i what i've talked about already the the sort of discomfort around the subject of money and i thought it was going to be very much about money mm. so straight away that was blown out of the water because it's not about money it's about generosity it's about the generosity of god and it's about how god calls us to live so it is about how we spend our money but it's also about how we spend our time and how we open our homes and how we we live towards other people yes. um so so that that was something I hadn't really anticipated and, and I think what was beautiful about it was was in that first jog that you hosted we you know we did all we knew we didn't I actually knew everybody else on the call I don't think everybody knew everyone else um but I didn't know everybody terribly well and very quickly there was a, a level of honesty and openness and testimony that was really very powerful, actually very powerful, and, and I think even from that that first jog, even I, th- I remember reflecting on it afterwards. I think it was a Friday afternoon, and we we came off the call, and yeah. I had a bit of time to reflect on it. And and I think it has changed the way. It I mean, it, it does sound it sounds, it sounds super dramatic that I'm saying this, but it has really changed my whole attitude towards generosity right from that point. So so just a, a conscious choice of I'm going to choose to to, to boldly walk in that. Mm-hmm. No, I don't get it right every time. You see, and I probably do still. I mean, things I, I get it right
0: every time. No, I'm
1: <laughs> but you know, I think I think even from that point in in spring of this year, even from that point of thinking, right, I'm going to to consciously live this out. Yeah. So if it does mean be well, uh, difficult. It has been difficult to open our homes in, in these times, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, to, to choose to open my home, choosing what I'm doing financially with with what is coming in. Um, yeah, it's it's blown it's blown it blown me away. I think, and also I, I think in anticipation of it again, I felt this was something that was was for wealthy people, probably for people who are in business. Um, and I think, well, I'm not really in business. I mean, my business is myself, and to some extent, but you know, I, I just make up poems, <laughs> uh, but they're good <laughs> poems. <parents. that's, laughs> <laughs> uh, you know? But but actually, the, um, doing the jog and then and then hosting the jog really. Uh, made me realize, no, this is something that I think I would like everybody to hear. And and I haven't done it yet. I have to say, you can hold me accountable about this. But I would like to do it with, for example, our missional community, um, where people from all different walks of life, different professions represented, some students and so on. But I think it's really important that uh, it doesn't just need to be for people who are in business or for people who are at a later stage in their career, that actually this is something that I kind of wish somebody had helped me think about a bit better when I was in my 20s.
0: Absolutely. And this is exactly why we're trying to make it much more accessible by putting it online and people being able to host it themselves without it having to be um, something that is, you know, a massive time and effort and and cost for people to actually, like, think, no, I can do this very easily and share this message of generosity. Finally, Fiona, and again, thank you so much for your time. You've been hugely generous with your time. Um, What is the most freeing thing about generosity that you wish Everyone
1: knew. Well, I think I mean I've really already said this, but it's for everyone. I, th- mm. I think that has been my learning point in the last year, eighteen months around this topic is that generosity is not just something you can practice when you have enough stored up yeah. to be generous. Yeah, I mean it's almost as though there was a parable about that, isn't there? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, generosity is for everyone, and and you know I, I think don't don't sit under shame with that Mm. that you know give give as much as you can when you can when god prompts you to do that but don't give out of a sense of of guilt or a sense of Mm. i was gonna say not out of a sense of duty there is a there is a duty there's a there's a call to give but but i think when we when we give because we feel we ought to we lose some of the joy of that give because we can Mm.
0: totally agree totally agree (laughs) all right vienna you take care thank you so much thank you so much all right bye for listening to this episode of the generosity path podcast pay it forward by rating sharing and subscribing to find out more about connecting your own passions and purpose with your giving visit generositypath.org or engage in the conversation by following us on social media let's make the world a better place